0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No
1: purchase necessary. BDW proof. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
0: 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh,
2: yeah. Stand up and shout. Welcome to Band Radio Show. Coming to you each Monday and Wednesday night at 8
3: p.m. Black Brooks Rock. We are more than just a niche. We are a movement, says Ella Curry of EDC Creations.
2: Prepare for the most stimulating conversation on the planet.
4: Sit back, relax, enjoy another mind-blowing literary experience. Give the gift of knowledge. Put your hands
3: together for your host, Ella D. Curry.
2: Welcome to Band Radio Show. Tonight this we were tonight we're here with Lauren Wilson for another Crown Holders Conversation. We're here tonight to discuss Afro Bougie Blues, a collection of short fiction by Lauren Wilson. Tonight is gonna be a fabulous show. Lauren will be on the show for the first time tonight. But she's family here at Band Radio Show, and I can't wait to hear her read from her new book. Lauren Wilson is a safety consultant who is occasionally visited by a muse that allows her to write amazing stories. It only happens a few times a year, but it's a wonderful experience. In her spare time, she's a reader of sci-fi alien encounters, U.K. historical mysteries, and stories about vampires and werewolves. One of their favorite things to do is to drive four hours into the Poconos Mountains in PA and visit the Cove Haven Couples Resort. It's a long way in order to play air hockey, but it's worth it. Lauren and her husband, Howard, love watching stand-up comedy videos, and he has recently started finding online joke videos that they can laugh at together. They have one dog, a pit bull named Petey, who is a major bed hog. So join me in welcoming Lauren Wilson to Band Radio Show as we discuss Afro-Bougie Blues A Collection of Fiction By Lauren Wilson Okay Lauren, welcome to the show Thank you It's so good to have you here For your first time on Band Radio Show I am so looking forward to hearing about Afro-Bougie Blues
5: well, I can't wait to tell you about it. It's It's been a long time in coming, and I really am proud of it. I have put it together with all of my heart and soul just bursting out of the pages. So, Laura, is this
2: the first book you've written, or is this the first book that you published?
5: Well, here's the thing. This is my only book. I have, it's a collection of 12 short stories that I've been writing over the past several years, maybe 15 years, and I put them all together in one collection, and that's what afro bougie Blues is. It's just one collection of several stories.
2: Love it, love it. Where did you get that name? The name is so cute.
5: <laughs> it's hard to explain, but it's just... <laughs> a kind of putting together of the essence of what the stories are about. They're about black people, but they're also about people who are not dealing with problems having to do with money. These are people who have other kinds of problems, very deep, painful problems, but they're not because they don't have money. So, To me, these were bougie blues. These were the (laughs) kind of things that, you know, they still hurt. They're still hard. And I wanted to come at it from that perspective, that everybody has the blues and it doesn't matter if you have money, you can still get the blues.
2: I get that, I get that, and I can see it. For some reason, when I think about the title, every time I say the title of that book, why do I see Taraji dancing around in in the trail, (laughs) doing a book trail? I see Taraji for some reason (laughs) every time I think about the title of that book. Okay, so where did your love for creating books or storytelling come from?
5: Well, I'll tell you, the whole thing started when I had a need to explore the different sides of abortion. I was pro-abortion for many years, and then all of a sudden I realized it really is taking a life. And I wanted to explore the whole idea of somebody who had had an abortion when she was young, and was coming to terms with the fact that that really had meaning and when i wrote the story and i realized that i could write powerful stories it just kind of took off and i realized that i could explore other dilemmas in human life and talk about them and put them down on paper in such a way that you could really feel what somebody was going through that you could have empathy for them, that you could experience perhaps what made it hard for them. And that was really what I was creating when I wrote my stories.
2: I like that. And I love when a book uh it's based off a controversial topic because that gets people talking. It puts something on the table for book clubs and readers to talk about. I love that, um, and especially right now that that topic is on on the table um, because of legislation, because of laws, and it's a lot of people talking about it. So I think this will do well. So well, how long you. did you take the book? How long did it take to write the book? And what did your writing process look like?
5: Teen years to pull together all of the stories. Wow. My writing process is very unusual. It's very rare for me to write a short story. I'm mentally ill. I have bipolar disorder with extreme mood swings. And when I'm in my manic phase, when I it's kind of like being high, just having this amazing feeling like you can do anything in the world. And for me, it's like being visited by a muse. And she comes. And she says, let's write a story. And all of a sudden, a story just blooms in my head, and all I could think of to do is just write it down. And it takes about three to five hours of just straight writing. And then it's done. And then it's spent. And there it is. And the muse might be there for another day or two, and I could get another story out. But usually she's gone, and it hurts. I miss her. And so I just wait for her to show up again, and it might take a couple of months. It might take a year. And then I go through it all again, and I love it, and then she's gone. And that's just how it kind of works.
2: Oh, wow. So you don't have the choice or opportunity to, like, plan out the plot or characters. You just kind of let her take full control and just follow that path? Yep. Okay. so, I mean, now I can understand why this is a collection of short fiction, because at different times, different things are relevant. Yes. Okay. So introduce us to the book. Tell us about the book. And then introduce us to the characters.
5: Okay. Now, there are 12 different stories, so there are several different characters. They're all different. They're all different people. So I'm going to introduce you to a few of them. The first book is about Alexis and she's coming to terms with having her abortion. She's in her late 30s. She's married to the love of her life and she's desperate to have a baby. Before she got married, her coworkers thought she was an ice queen dedicated to her career, not interested in romance. It just took the right man. Next is Bebe. She's also in her 30s and she's 350 pounds and she's horrified that she's gotten so big even though her husband is okay with it and she's determined she's going to lose the weight and so she embarks on this major lifestyle change. She goes to veganism to take the weight off and every aspect of her life changes in ways she never expected and she plows through it all determined to create a life for herself that's fulfilling. Now, Rodney is in his 50s, he's career military, and she saw some horrible things that he doesn't know how to deal with, so he drinks. And he drinks so that he won't relive what he's seen and what he's done. And he's barely functioning, but he realizes that he needs to get beyond this, and he decides to take baby steps. Towards some peace Then there's Joan Joan is also in her 40s She has three children Her husband has given her A wonderful life But it all comes crashing down When her son is arrested For selling drugs And she's about to realize That She's been naive Secluded And sheltered On purpose by her husband and her family, and she has to decide if she wants to see her family as they are or only let herself see them as they wanted her to. Then there's Derek. He's a single custodial parent of a teenage girl who is starting to ask some tough questions about life and love. And he is a bit late to be having a birds and bees talk with his daughter. He has been dreading it. But he is trying to do the right thing because his daughter needs to hear it from her father's perspective, from a man's perspective. And then there's Tajaris, and she's in her mid-50s. She's divorced with grown kids, and she's trying to figure out the dating scene. And she's not always self-confident. And she's trying to figure out how to move forward with this man who's truly interested in her. And then the last one I'll tell you about is Deirdre. Deirdre is in her 30s. She's married to a man who regularly cheats on her. But she's pretty much happy with her life, her husband, her job, her kids until she meets a woman who ignites feelings that she's never had before. She is completely unprepared to see herself as anything but straight, and it takes her time to decide if she wants to be with another woman. So hopefully that gives you some idea of what the characters are like.
2: I love it. I love it. There's so much diversity here. <laughs> so each story is different. Each story deals with a different challenge. Each story deals with a challenge that is coming to us, one that, you know, you might hear about or maybe seeing others go through. Uh, so I'm gathering from your introduction of the characters that the book will discuss abortion alcoholism, adultery, first love, incarceration, death of a parent, domestic violence, older dating, and facing your comma. So I, all of that, do you have a personal connection to the story or any of the characters?
5: I have a personal collection to a lot of them. It's not that I've had each experience, but I know what it's like to have an abortion. I know what it's like to be overweight. I know people who've had children who are incarcerated. I have people in my life who have military experience. I know what it's like to lose a parent. And in fact, one of the stories, the only story in the book about losing a father is 100% true.
2: Okay. So now I can relate to let's see. I can relate to every single I think I can relate to every single topic in your book. (laughs) Wow.
0: I I think
2: I can I, I can because I definitely know firsthand about abortions. A lot of my family members when I was children was alcoholics, a lot of the men when I was younger. I've been on both sides of adultery.
5: <laughs> Lord. I
2: have. My father died when I was young, and my parents was, experienced domestic violence. I'm older dating right now. <laughs>
0: And I think
2: I may have faced karma several times. So I think that as readers, we're going to be able to relate to several of the stories, if not by personal experience, by much like you said, knowing someone. So I can't wait to see your take on (laughs) these. No problem. So are any of the characters based on real people?
5: They may have started out that way. I may have known somebody who had a similar experience, but no, they're fictional.
2: Okay, and so that makes it even more so because you can resolve the struggles.
5: <laughs> yes.
2: You you can fix it for them. Sometimes in life we don't get to fix things.
5: I think that's one of the things that made Ending the story tough for me is because stories are supposed to have an end. And it's really hard to explain, but finding a point for the story to end was very difficult because life doesn't just end.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: Exactly. Now, I want to make I want to make this announcement. Um, I see there are quite a few callers on the phone for Lauren Wilson discussing the book Afro Bougie Blues. So, callers, I am so excited uh, to have you all join us here on Band Radio Show, and I want to open the phones and let each and every one of you speak to Lauren today. So here's how it works I will call out the first six numbers of your phone number I will never call out the whole phone number And I will open the phone lines And you can speak with Lauren as long as you would like Or you can ask Lauren questions about Afro-Bougie Blues You can share your reviews, your thoughts, your praise So I'm going to ask Lauren at this time to read from the book Afro-Bougie Blues, a collection of short fiction by Lauren Wilson. And after she reads, I'm going to start opening the phone lines, and you can speak to Lauren for as long as you like and share whatever comes across your mind, your thoughts, your reviews. So here we go. So, Lauren, uh, have you prepared some part of the book to read to us?
5: I'm going to read the story, her question, and it starts like this. Dad, I need to ask you a question. Aisha stood in the doorway of the den, decked out in a purple T-shirt and matching pajama bottoms, wondering if her father had hurt her. Unfortunately, Derek's attention was elsewhere. The Pittsburgh Steelers were up three points against the Baltimore Ravens, and Derek's eyes were glued to the TV screen. As the only Steelers fan at his office, Derek had bet $50 against the Ravens, given the game added importance. In the back of his mind, Derek realized this might be the question. The million-dollar question about boys he'd been dreading since the day Aisha's mother had left three years ago. Aisha had been 10, and he'd had three years to think of an answer, and he was still unprepared, and he wanted to watch the game. If the question is about boys, the answer is simple. Leave them alone. Is it any more complicated than that? We can talk after the game. The Ravens scored a touchdown, but miraculously missed the field goal, 13-10 Ravens. Derek's money was running the wrong way down the field. He cradled the remote like a pacifier and grabbed a handful of Fritos from the table on the side of the recliner. It's kind of serious, Dad. Derek began thinking about Aisha. She had stopped wearing cornrows when her mother left, and now she had a thick, long ponytail. She had developed huge breasts two years ago, and he'd had his sister Janet take her bra shopping. This year, Aisha had started her period, and he'd added Kotex to the monthly shopping list. She'd even started buying makeup with her allowance, hoping to mask the acne that had bloomed on her soft brown face. Janet swore that allowing a 13-year-old girl to wear makeup was a sign of weakness on his part, but Derek allowed it, deciding instead to put his foot down on low-cut tops and booty shorts. Luckily, those fashion statements weren't as big of an issue in autumn. Maybe 13 wasn't too early for the question. Is it about homework? There was a flag on the plane. The Steelers gained first down after a lousy pass, and it was third quarter and anything could happen. Derek hoped it was a homework question. No, Dad, it's okay. I'll talk to Jada. Aisha bounded up the stairs to her room. Sirens went off in Derek's brain. Jada was a provocative little hoe to beat. She wore heels that made her booty sway the way a 13-year-old's booty didn't need to be swaying. Her breasts exploded out of her shirts, not that they were buttoned to the top anywhere. Data wasn't someone Aisha needed to discuss the question with. At the first commercial break, Derek dropped the remote in the recliner and sprinted up the stairs. What do you think?
2: I love it. I was getting into it. I'm like, no, don't stop. (laughs) I was waiting. You noticed the break. I I was waiting, hoping that you were just taking a breath of fresh air and was going to continue. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Okay. So, now, I have read all the reviews on the book, and it seems that people really, really love Deidre and Joan. And I even found that a lot of people like Bebe. So, if you had, oh, wait, let me, most of the reviews are about Alexis. Most of the reviews are about her and making those tough choices in her early life. So if you had to pick one of the 12 characters, which one would you say you like the most? Probably Bebe. Bebe. Okay, she's the one that's 30, in her 30s, she's married and weighs 350 pounds, and she chooses to become a vegan, right? Right. But then every aspect of her life changes in ways she never expected. So, okay, now let's ask your callers who their favorite characters were. So I'm going to open the phone lines now, and you can speak to Lawrence for as long as you like. And I'm going to start, start with a caller from 443-910-443. 443-910. Nine one zero. Welcome to Band Radio.
3: Thank you. It's Harriet. Hi, Harriet. Yeah, hi, Lauren. I'm so pleased, and it's so interesting that the story you chose to read is the one that had the most impact on me. I was going through my brain, trying to figure out all the great things I would say about the book. It's a great read. It's a quick read. It's a good beach read. And I encourage anyone with any interest in all those areas to buy the book, but the story you chose to read was the one that had the most impact on me because I remember reading it and him bounding up the stairs to talk to her and to his daughter and The reason why the story has so much impact on me was because the father says says all the right things, and it was so refreshing. You know the um, the book is so focused on female empowerment, and I really appreciate that. But it was refreshing to see a story written from the perspective of a male who wasn't being being bashed. You know, and you know it's so easy to do male bashing nowadays. You know, but you don't take the easy way out, and I'm just I'm just. I'm so in love with this book, I, I can't tell you. And also, another thing that impressed me was uh, when you were talking about your writing process, talking about being bipolar and being affected by a muse who, who guided you, basically, creatively. It's such a, an honest and refreshing take, you know. It's, I'm sure you're not the first person who's been, been led by such a muse, but it's so refreshing to hear you talk about it. And it makes, it makes the book all that more intriguing. The characters are so rich. I could go on and on and babble, but I am so in love with this book. In fact, hearing about it again, I read it when it first came out. And and now hearing about the characters again, I'm going to go back and read it for a second time. <laughs> That's how much I love the book. So so thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. And thank you for having Lauren on. I encourage everyone to, to buy Bougie Blues. It's great. Great book. Thank you, Harriet. Love, <laughs> love you, Lauren. and so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you, Harriet,
2: for coming on. And I love when readers are just as excited about the book as the author has been. <laughs> yeah. I want to go back and read it again. <laughs> so did you really did you really like the story about Alexis? Uh, a lot of the people really spoke about Alexis
3: in their reviews. Did that story touch you? It did, and it touched me not because I could really relate to the circumstances, but because I could relate to Lauren's insight into character development. That's really. That's what, really, mm-hmm. what I've really related to. I can't say I've been through everything that everyone in the book has been through, but from a human perspective, I can I can just relate. Oh, such depth and really, really depth, really. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'd be
3: Okay, so thank you
2: so much for joining us on Band Radio Show, and I hope you'll come back each Monday and Wednesday night to hear more new authors discuss their books.
3: I hope to come back to see myself. This is a wonderful forum for, for budging authors. Oh, well, thank you, thank you.
2: Okay, so next I have a caller from 803 two zero six eight zero three two zero six. Welcome to the show. Hello, this is Taylor from
6: the
5: blog Liberation is Lit. Hi, Taylor. Thanks so much for calling in. I think yeah, you have a
0: Plug.
6: Oh, thank you. Yes. um, I really enjoyed the book. I actually got it as part of a book tour from Coco Chapters. Um, But I, I, I just, I really enjoy stories that really explore, like, the human experience. And because the characters are so varied and have so many different experiences, this was, like, a really enjoyable read for me. It was super quick to read. Like, I read it in, like, one sitting, sitting in Starbucks one day. And one thing I really love about, like, um, the book is that it really – all the stories kind of, for me, explored, like, how we come together to find community despite, like, all of the adversity we may face as black people and how – we still live fulfilling and meaningful lives despite the systems being stacked against us and how we just deeply love each other through it all. And um, I, I just, like, really enjoyed kind of like that human aspect and that connection aspect uh, between the stories and the characters and all the stories and what they learned about themselves going through the experiences that they've had.
2: Well, oh, thank you so much for sharing that, Taylor. Yes. So, Taylor, thank, you. Th- thank oh. you so much, Taylor, for coming on Band Radio Show. So, Taylor, tell us a little bit about your blog and, and how you bring on authors. Uh,
6: yes. So um, my blog, Liberation is Lit, uh, really amplifies and centers books written by um, authors from marginalized backgrounds. So I definitely like to highlight and center blacks written by other people of color, but mostly black books, especially books written by black women. And um, because I feel like books written by black women don't get enough love from the book influencers, from Um, Publishers from big marketing Teams so I love To highlight and
2: center These kinds of stories Awesome So Taylor which character was Your favorite character Was it Lenore, Aisha, Rodney, Bessie, Alexis Who was your favorite character Um
6: I would just have to say Bebe because I just really loved kind of like, well, I first loved the structure of that short story, how it was written through letters back and forth between friends. I loved it because it like showed off like the love between like two friends and how they cheer each other on and want to see each other win. Um, But I think Bebe's like journey of like, Self-discovery and um, Just trying to Get past like the doubts That her husband put in her head Um, I, I just really Enjoyed that story
2: Okay, okay Well thank you so much For joining us on Band Radio Show I hope this won't be your last Visit that you will join us Throughout the month as we Explore more new books Yes, thank you, and thank you for having me Okay, so next up we have caller from 413-883 413-883 Welcome to Brand Radio Show Caller, uh, okay, wait a minute Caller from 413-883 Welcome to Brand Radio Show Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you okay. now. <laughs> yes, Hi, I can my hear name is
1: you. Taylor as well. Um, um so I'll just call you in first to say congratulations to Miss Lauren Wilson on this great body of work. Um I Thank really you. enjoyed your collection. Um, I actually just read through it recently and I wanna speak specifically about waking dad because i just and it's really crazy that waking dad and her question are like back to back because those are the two um that hit home for me and they're like combined oh, I recently oh wow. lost my grandfather. yeah i know it's a lot sorry i recently lost my grandfather um at the top of the month and it was like the beginning of the week when i was headed home to like say my goodbyes and i actually didn't make it there on time so when I read that, again, it, like, this reminding of Lenore and them being on the road to go see their dad. But when we got there, we were actually going home for his birthday party that Saturday. We lost him that Wednesday. Um, so we all ended up in town anyways and celebrated his life. Instead of, like, mourning, we turned into a celebration. So that was a really good story for me. Um, and then I combined it with her question because I was raised by my grandparents, and um, as the only child. And when I had those questions, I didn't have a dad or a mom. That was the guy I went to. And while he's been old my entire life, he still gave me the same kind of advice that Derek gave Aisha um, so that make sure I didn't make any bad choices before I was ready to. So I think you. Is so this. cool. Thank you for sharing
5: that. Thank you. And I'm sorry about your grandfather. I know that must have been hard.
1: Thank you. It was, but it was great. It's not great losing him, but for the time that it happened, for all of us to be home that weekend, it turned into something greater than when it could have been a sad moment.
2: But thank you so much. I'm glad that happened to you. I want to offer my condolences, but – I was raised in the South in, in a Pentecostal church. So when someone passes, we see it as a transition to something better, the the everlasting, to something golden. So we don't have, like, funerals that people may think. We have home-going celebrations, and there's laughter, there's cheer, there's storytelling, reminiscing, jokes. And um, we look back at the person's life and celebrate all the magnificent things they accomplished, and it sounds like to me that may have been something along the lines of what you were experiencing. Yes, exactly what it was, actually. Um, I'm
1: not Pentecostal, but my grandma, our family is devout Christians. We're Baptist, non-dominational, and we have... Similar things, homegoing celebration. Um there's kind of tears, but we really try to keep it everyone's spirits up and remember the person the right way. Exactly.
2: So thank you so much for sharing with us. And I hope you'll come back to band radio show. Have you ever considered writing a book and sharing some of your stories growing up and with your grandparents in a book or a blog? Um,
1: actually, I have. <laughs> um, I just haven't had the courage to actually publish anything, but I've pretty much been writing all my life. Um, I went to school thinking I was going to be a writer, um, but I took a different path. But I did graduate um, with a degree in communications, but I just haven't had the courage. But I'm in spaces now with a lot of writers and authors, and I'm getting the buzz again, and this is definitely some inspiration I
0: hear.
2: Wow. So let me share this little bit with you. If you want to be a writer, um, now some people use Instagram as their blog, or you can start a real blog. But start those blogs, and then maybe you'll take that content and do like Miss Lauren Wilson and add uh, you know, they have Kindle Vela, you can write, you know, e-books and, you know, so start with a blog, even if it's on Instagram or a real one. And then maybe you can take that material and turn it into a book. And it's so easy now to self-publish. Uh, blog Talk Radio, where you are now, I think is an excellent free source for writers that want to be authors. You could just hit anything you're looking for in the search box. And the second place I would say to go would be YouTube. You can learn anything about writing, publishing, editing, anything on YouTube for free. But do it. Don't don't just sleep on it. Just do it in whatever form that it takes. Thank you. I would definitely look into all those resources. Okay, and thank you for joining us on Band Radio. Thank
1: you. It's been a great show. I'll keep listening. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> okay, so next up we have caller from 443-850. Caller from 443-850, welcome to Band Radio Show.
4: Good evening. This is Karen Braithwaite Yarn just want to congratulate my girlfriend, Ms. Lauren, again, for an exquisite piece of writing. Thank you, Karen. There's Kara. a story which is already... Written. Well, you're welcome, honey buns. I know we only have a short period of time to to um, give you accolades, so I just want to read a little something, something for the folks. When and The name of this story is called w- Waking Dad, and I know someone mentioned it before, but just listen to the first paragraph of this story. When Wesley Thompson refused to eat at a Snickers bar, Sharon knew he was truly dying. Her dad had never in her recollection turned down chocolate, and certainly not the luscious combination of chocolate, caramel, and peanuts. But by that time, everything else was gone, so it kind of made sense. He had had so many strokes, Sharon had lost count. His lost card... He'd lost his card sense, and Wesley Thompson could memorize 52 cards and 13 books as easily as adding 2 plus 2. Wesley Thompson could add a stack of six-digit numbers in his head back before calculators. It was a sad day when he couldn't add 2 plus 2, and Sharon put the cards away. In the final days, he had lost his ability to speak, but not his ability to communicate like the time he dropped his drawers and stood in the doorway of the house just to let Sharon know that he was tired of kale and sausage soup. Sharon switched to Campbell's, and everything was hunky-dory after that. But it was the Snickers bar that told her that it was time to call the family, and she did. And the story goes on to talk about the sisters who gather to talk about their their father and their recollections of their relationship with him. Um, I lost my father he was 47 and I was still in my Yay. 20s and I have a sister and a brother my sister is 18 months younger than me and my brother was 8 years younger and um, everyone was living in different places we are originally from New York and I came to to New York to be with my family and my father had married someone else so, the the family gathering at the funeral was very interesting, and reading this story made me remember how my sister and I felt when we got together to reminisce about our father. Which now we're in our sixties, and we're having those same conversations as well as others. Again now. So I think this story is very important for folks as they are hmm, moving through their lives to take stock of the folks who raised them and look at relationships more deeply. And this book has a number of opportunities for folks to Get into the nitty-gritty of other people's lives in a short amount of time in a way that is entertaining. I don't have my book anymore. I gave it to someone who has a book club, which I want her to order that book and have the book club uh, (laughs) read her book, okay? And when we first, when we went to uh, Lauren's uh, book signing last summer, my husband bought six copies he gave one each to well, each of my daughters who are adults and gave out the rest to other folks and it you got to get this book and you got to get a couple of copies and give it away because i'm sure thank everyone can relate to this book thank you karen you want to tell the truth now i'm only telling the truth okay so did Lauren tell you I she's also that. an engineer? Miss Boston is an engineer as well. Yes, an engineer. Very intelligent. She's got lots of skills.
5: <laughs> Thank you, Karen.
4: Oh, You're yeah, very welcome. And I love that you
5: read that
2: section of the story. I love when readers come on and contribute to the interview. I love, love, love it. And and I thought at one point, is this my sister calling in? Because your story is similar to mine. (laughs) I have two sisters and a younger brother, and my father passed away at 48. (laughs) So like, wow, so thank you, thank you. And and this is an uh, incredible book because it's about ordinary black men and women developing tenacity when they have to deal with the reality of their choices. And some of those, some of these stories we can relate to in one way or another. So thank you That's for right. coming
4: on. Well, You're very, very welcome. And she is very worthy. And we're waiting for the next book. Okay. We're waiting for the next book. Come on, moose. <laughs> I hear
2: it.
0: Yes.
2: yes, come on. Okay. So now we have two more callers. And so I'm now down to caller from 978 742. Caller from 978 742. Welcome to Band Radio show. Hi there. Thank,
0: Thank you for taking my call.
2: Oh, we're well, happy to have
0: you here. <laughs> well, thank you. Hello, Lauren. My name is Margaret. Thank you so much for, for your wonderful book.
5: Oh, hi, Margaret. It's wonderful to hear from you.
0: Oh, my pleasure. I was so excited to get email that said your book was being on the radio. It's was wonderful because I just adore the book. So who you was your are- favorite character um, Hard to say. In a lot of ways, I kind of like um, The Little Girl's Daddy the most, the, the story you read about the question. Cause I'm reading that story, I wished he was my father because he was just so sensible and so sane and so useful. And I thought, here's a guy who really understands some of the dilemmas that, that girls go through. And I thought, you know, darn, this is a really, you know, nifty guy and a oh, very, very good father.
5: I am so happy to hear
0: that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I loved Baby too, and her weight loss journey. And I, maybe my favorite story was the three sisters uh, mourning their father. Um, my great uncle uh, after he died at the age of hundred and one, at the end of his uh funeral, we all went back to my cousin's house and we set off fireworks for hours did <laughs> you really? We really did we We set Uncle Bill off in uh just a you know a thousand fireworks. It was wonderful, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was terrific. It was it was just um, so in a lot of ways, the stories just spoke to me and spoke to, you know, real life and wonderful things. So, and um, the other thing, too, I wanted to say is you have this knack for first lines. I mean, every single first line just, you know, okay, I have got to read this story. It made it super, super difficult to go to sleep at night, because it was just like, okay, I'll read a story, and then I'll turn out the light. Maybe I'll read two stories, and then I'll turn out the light. (laughs) (laughs) And um, you kind of gave me insomnia, for which I thank you enormously.
5: (laughs) You're a gem, Margaret. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I'm Um, a gem. Excuse me?
0: Well, thank, thank you very much. on my Facebook. Please write another book. We need more
5: books. I'm uh, working on it. You know it's <laughs> okay.
0: slow.
5: You know it's a slow okay. process. I'm working well, on it.
0: Okay, promise?
5: I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you stories this year I am working on it
0: okay I believe you that's wonderful <laughs> um <laughs> so I think I'm gonna okay. let go and get the next caller on thank you so so much for this wonderful show and for bringing Lauren's book up this is I'm thrilled by the show thank you
2: and I hope you'll return to Band Radio Show and continue to listen because I have a few questions to ask Lauren about her experiences writing and publishing her books. so I hope you'll stay on. Okay, so I'm moving to next caller. Caller from 804 714 804 714 welcome to band radio Lawrence Lauren is live on the air me hi
5: <clears throat> oh
7: yes. hi this is um jamesia I um I'm a piece of jay on on bookstagram um and I just wanted to just I guess share my uh I got the book from Lauren um she, I really appreciate that she's seen my content um, that I talk about black books on my Instagram, and so I was really appreciate that she reached out to me to actually read her book, and so um, I just wanted to say that um, I enjoyed I enjoyed the stories. Um, I think my favorite one might have been um, my favorite two might have been um, the one about the guy who was the alcoholic. I think it's called alone with my nightmares. And I think it was, um, obviously it's never something Riding. I've never dealt with. Um, <laughs> but, um, just putting that into perspective and, and thinking about what, um, people in that situation have to deal with. So it gave me, um, some new insight. Um, but I actually think my very favorite was probably the last one the around the table. Um, I really enjoy stories that, center relationships with women, so being able to have the, I don't know what, their three sisters, their best friends, being able to talk to each other candidly and, you know, get advice and things like that. I thought that was um, really nice. So I'm glad that that was included among the topics um, that Lauren was able to put together.
5: Thank you. I'm so glad so- you liked
2: So Rodney is the character she's talking about. He's career mil- military and saw horrible things that he doesn't want to know how to process, so he drinks to forget it. Um, so tell us about your bookstagram and and how do you bring authors on or how do you review books. Tell us about it. Give us the name of your
0: bookstagram.
7: Um, so, yeah, my Instagram name is a piece of Jay. Um, Jay has three A's in piece as in like kind of piece of paper. Um, and I pretty much just prioritize reading books by black authors. Um, I'm typically a big romance person, but I try to read all genres. And what, I'll, what I try to do is read books and just recommend things, um, read different books by black authors and then share my recommendations or thoughts with with my audience and just, you know, amplifying books that are, are not as popular or um that are not as well known because what I've noticed is that there are a lot of um there are a lot of books by black authors that don't you know, they're not getting front row shells at Barnes and Noble's or, you know, the more they they don't have the ad revenue behind them to um at those main sales, I guess. And so being able to read a book and say, hey, like, guys, this one was really good or this one was really funny, or even if I don't particularly enjoy a book, being able to say, well, you know, if you are a person who likes this kind of book or is going through this sort of situation, um, then here's a book that you can enjoy uh, to, so to still, you know, being able to give people recommendations. So that's kind of what i got to focus on and what I try to do.
2: And that's what we need because we have so many talented writers out there and great stories, but they are not commercialized through media like the mainstream publishers. And that's why we have band radio show and bookstagram and books on TikTok Uh, is so that we can get the – uh word of mouth out the buzz create a buzz behind the books that we love and thank you so much for being dedicated and passionate enough to put these books on the forefront thank you thank you thank you
7: no thank you guys for having me
2: okay so next up we have a caller from 301 384 301-384 Three zero one three eight
8: four. Welcome to Band Radio Show Hi Lauren This is your friend Janet And I've been enjoying this show And I'm so glad that um, you have so many callers Interested in, in participating. Um, and participating And you know how much I love the book And have shared it with so many people um, The All of the stories were really different And after each one I had to stop and think about it for a while but the one that, like, just totally threw me, that I was not expecting at all, was the one snapped um, where oh. <laughs> it was like, I, you know, I thought it was going in a different direction, and then, boom, like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. So I had to really stop and process that one a little bit. I so, should have
5: that story about domestic violence.
8: Right. No one has yeah.
5: mentioned that
8: story yet. Yeah, that was um that was one where um a, a guy I guess it was really written from his perspective. Um he started dating someone um and he had um, uh married someone very young and had a, a son and um they split up and you know, he thought that that marriage had been a mistake and he was dating someone new who he was really excited about who had a daughter and things seemed to be going well and then the uh... old wife uh, uh, met them in public and started a scene and he snapped and it, it went from there and i don't want to cover the, the whole thing but um, you know in in the end the uh, the the level of his snapping just, um, and then the reaction of the son, um, just totally threw me for a loop. Now that's one of the things that readers
2: that wrote reviews have said about her books that the the stories are ca- so captivating and in- the uh, storytelling plunges readers into these fan. Fascinating worlds and challenges,
8: so I'm I'm feeling it.
4: <laughs> yeah,
8: and it was the 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 book trans uh, was it transformation the one that was written as a series of letters that was so creative and fresh, and I I, I really loved uh, you know it, coming across that different format and felt like you know I was um, you know in part of their like little secret diaries back and forth and. Uh, That was a nice way to get to know those characters.
5: Oh, good.
8: Okay, well,
2: thank you so much for joining us on Band Radio Show. I have enjoyed it, and I hope you'll join us uh, again to hear more new authors and continue to listen to the show. I have about three more questions for Lauren on how writing impacts her life, and I hope you'll stay on the line to listen. Okay, so, Laura, I want to ask you, did you have any challenges writing this book, and how did you overcome them?
5: Well, as I said, I don't write very often, so the big thing for me was to just have patience with the process. Um. Except the fact that it wasn't going to happen overnight, that it wasn't going to come easily, that I couldn't make it happen. I tried writing stories when the muse wasn't around, and they were so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just, it was unacceptable, and I just shelved them and never gave them any more thought. They, I don't even think I could finish them.
2: Okay. But Did you learn anything from writing this book?
5: You know, it's funny. The real thing I learned was that I could write a story and that I could write <laughs> a good
0: story and it,
5: that it would touch and move people and they would like it. And and that's really what I learned.
2: So what do you hope other people will take? Now, tonight. Callers have given you great insight to how people felt, how the book moved them and the impact, but what did you hope readers would take away from the book?
5: Well, exactly what they said. I wanted them to have an experience that might be something different from what they knew personally, but that gave them a connection with my character so that they would have a sense or a feel for what it would be like to go through that situation and to make that connection and to come away from it thinking, okay, that's how it is. I, I think this is an excellent
2: book to uh, Sarah, walking in someone else's shoes, we see people sometimes out in public, and they're doing odd things or strange or acting a certain way, and now we can kind of get some insight into what led them to be these kind of people. Yes. Yeah. So I I have so many things I want to ask, but I'm going to wrap the show up. But I want to ask you this. Writing can be emotionally draining and a stressful pursuit, especially when you have a lot of things you want to do, a lot on your mind all at one time, and you're trying to reel it in. And just so people know, Publishing a book comes with a few expenses because you got to get it proofread, you got to get it edited. It comes with some bills. So, do you have any uh, tips for aspiring writers or new authors? Because there was a young lady on that wants to write a book. So, do you have any advice or tips you want to share with anyone who may be listening, thinking about doing their first book?
5: Well, I will tell you two things. I did not write in terms of making a profit. I really can't speak to what it's like to try and make a profit except to say that if you don't have more than one book inside of you, you're not going to make a profit. If you think you can write many books, if you think you can write and then write another and then write another because that is what's in you and that is your craft and that is your ability, then you might be able to pursue a career in it. But I strongly suggest that you not quit your day job until you actually see profit rolling in. But if you are writing for passion and if you are writing because you are moved to write, Enjoy it. Just enjoy the experience of putting you on paper. And that's that's really what I think when I think about writing is if it's something you need to do as opposed to something you want to do or something you want to do for profit. If, if you need to write, if you want to write, just do it. Just just get it down there and then figure out what you want to do from it after it's written.
2: And I want to share this bit of information, advice for aspiring writers that want to become published, is don't try to make it perfect at first. You Let your rap, rough draft just be that. Don't edit while you write, just write. And when you feel like you have gotten it to a certain point, maybe you've written four or five chapters, then maybe do some light editing, run it through Grammarly or something. But just let it flow. Don't push it. Don't rush it. Let the character speak to you. Don't write what you think the reader wants to hear. Because sometimes readers are looking for books like Ms. Lauren and Wilson's books. We want something original and authentic and fresh. We don't want to read the same book ten times with different covers and titles. Um, So don't push it, don't rush, and just let the stories flow. And after you've written a good bit, then maybe do some light editing, but just get in and write. Okay, so, Lauren, how does it feel to know that people all over the world are reading your words and that they're actually connecting emotionally with your
0: stories.
5: It feels wonderful. Um, It's exactly why I published. The whole reason for publishing was to touch people's lives and I feel like I've done that and that makes the whole thing worthwhile. It makes Cost financially worthwhile uh it just i'm I'm glad that it touches people
0: okay, so what's
2: next for you? What are you currently working on? Is it anything like this afro bougie blues?
5: Well, to be honest, um somebody once said to me that I needed to have a blog. And I started out on Facebook just connecting with people. I did some connecting on Instagram. And somebody said, no, 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 no you don't understand. Facebook, Instagram, they have their algorithms. They can change at any time. You have to have your own blog. And so I started writing a blog. Sometimes I would write about topics that have to do with the characters. I would talk about the writing journey, but I would also talk about current events and problems in our community. And I realized it's something I would like to do. It's something I'm willing to commit myself to do. So once a week I write a blog.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's awesome because blogs can become books. You can build your followers through your blogging and some people even blog on Instagram.
5: I have not seen that.
2: Yes, I follow four people and they have just a bit every day they're posting these incredible posts on Instagram, some of them about real life, some of them are the things they're feeling or seeing. On TV, Uh, they share a lot of nice videos and pictures to go along. I love it. I actually think that if I had to blog, I would blog on uh, Instagram. But people have their own blogs. I have a blog uh, for the Sankofa Literary Society and Black Pearls Magazine. Both have been live since 2007. Uh, I've had different people contribute to it, my clients. So both of them have been around since 2007. That's impressive. So, Lauren, if you had to write another book, if you have another book coming out, what would be the name?
5: More Bougie Blues.
2: I like it. I like it. So, Lauren, can you tell readers how they can find out more about you and where they can follow along with you?
5: Sure. I have a website. It's called com. It has a lot of information about me, a lot of information about the book, and my blog.
2: And your blog is from the desk of Lauren Wilson? Yep. And so it is written in the voice of a middle-class, light-skinned black feminist, okay, and you talk about politics, issues in the community, the art of writing, and the problems your characters face. So, Lori, I want to thank you for joining me on Band Radio Show tonight. And now you are part of the family. I hope you will continue to come on because throughout, uh later in the year, throughout the year, I bring back my prior guests for my monthly celebrations. We do a Black Writers Weekend in uh, late October. And I would love to have you back to see if more bougie blues, Uh, Is on the map if it's coming out (laughs) later in the year But I have so enjoyed this conversation And I want to thank each and every one of your readers who called in That makes it extra special when the author can speak to their readers And know that they are really supporting them That is incredible And I want to thank each and every one of you For joining Ms. Lauren Wilson here on Band Radio Show tonight So Lauren, do you have any final words for your guests?
5: Well, thank you. Thank you, (laughs) thank you, thank you. If you are still listening, please know from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for being a part of this. This has really made a difference and made me feel so warm and fuzzy. Thank you.
2: well, there's about eight of them still on the line, so they can hear you, and uh, and I want to thank them once again for coming on the show, but I would like to ask each and every one of you to share tonight's show on your social media so we can expand Ms. Lauren Wilson's Um, audience as well and so share and tell at least 10 people about tonight's show share the show on your social media and most of all most of all if you haven't already written reviews please go to amazon.com and write reviews that can be on lauren's page and share it with other readers My name is Ella Curry, and I own Crown Holders Transmedia, Black Pearls Magazine, and Band Radio Show. We're on the air every Monday and Wednesday night bringing new authors and new books, and I would love for you to join us each and every week. But tonight we're going to say goodnight to Ms. Lauren Wilson, and I appreciate her bringing Afro-Bougie Blues to Band Radio Show. And thank you, Lauren, for bringing your friends and audience and for sharing such a magnificent book with us.
5: Thank you, Ella.
2: And I'll see you guys right back here uh, next Monday and Wednesday night. Have an amazing weekend. Good night.
5: Good night.
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win?